Welcome to BitStorm, the number one Zimbabwe video game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy, but we obviously must know a little bit about game design, like by now. I mean, 177? Yeah. We're up to? Yeah, something like that. You'd think we'd have picked something up in our yeah. travels. Anyway, I'm Trevor Scott, and with me as always is Ben Slinger, that, that wonderful voice that you just heard. Oh, yeah. The, that voice. <laughs> <laughs> That you all love. This is this episode's getting off to a really good start. <laughs> Shall we start with some click picture, as has been the tradition of late? Yes. But it seems to be working. We did get to number one in Zimbabwe <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Briefly, yeah, I think we're still up there. So, click picture is a game where we take a weird stock photo that we found on a board panda list, where you just grab a random one in a tool that I quickly whipped up and we pasted into our discord for the others to see the other to see there are only two of us uh for the other to see and we will try to turn that uh image into a game design so do you have one in the chamber trevor scott yes i do let me get that image and put it into discord i am typing hopefully not i am entering okay fine. So, we have a man with a really bad haircut, bright red lipstick, making kind of duck face, kissy face, mm-hmm. um, into a phone, you know, presumably taking some sort of selfie. A I selfie-based think- game <laughs> is interesting. It is. Ooh. Ooh. I'm, I'm liking the idea of this is VR. Yes. I'm just wondering if it, it's a game where you think that you're being stalked and you don't want to look behind you, so mm-hmm. you use your phone sort of looking like a selfie, but you're actually looking to see if there's anything behind you. Yeah, so I guess the question is, is the main game mechanic- Game mechanic. Is the main game mechanic selfie-based, or is this sort of just one aspect of a game that's sort of- Yeah, it's not exactly stealth-based, I guess, but it's like, don't look at someone or something- is it a horror game where <laughs> you can't look directly at someone and so it's all done through cameras and reflections? And yeah. and one of the things you just you have is your phone, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be cool, actually. I like the idea of not just selfies if it's behind you, but like poking your phone around a corner, taking a picture and then grabbing it back to see if it's there. Uh, like having to navigate an environment basically without being able to look at this creature or whatever it is, some sort of demon. Yep. The only the only way that it actually appears is in- It's sort of like a reverse vampire in that it only appears in reflections. Oh, it only even appears. Oh, that'd be Ooh. interesting. Oh, shit. Because I'm just imagining you go into this, into this hallway that is like purely matte. Like there's no reflective surfaces at all. Yeah. And you're having to sneak through and and all you hear is like a, a low growl because you can still hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I like having to do it by sound cues and then, yeah, like reflections and cameras. Yeah. Uh, even just having your phone camera on and like walking down the hallway, basically having to like look back and forth between where you're going in the camera and where you're going in front of you. But you you know what's great for the trailer because I'm just picturing that this this hallway is in the trailer. Okay. And you see up in the top corner, like the battery icon starts to blink. Yes. Yes. As it's on low battery. Yes. 
And so one and of your resources some- is definitely having to like find a phone charger <laughs> or an outlet. Yep. And having this continuous stalking of this um of this animal in in the trailer anyway, that's what you see. But mm. in in the actual game, what actually what happens is that um when it notices that you can actually see it and you start avoiding it, that's when it takes an interest in you. Because before that it was just sort of sneaking through and and you know not being not being noticed by any anyone. Um Yeah. Well I kinda like the idea of like I think that the uh the creature should move fairly slowly. And so yeah, I'm almost, almost picturing like an it follows kind of situation. Yeah, I was gonna say it follows. Yeah. <laughs> and it's because in the game, this thing it follows you (laughs) yeah well it basically slowly but but i'm just pitching it like you're sort of having to you know maybe you've got some sort of decoding you have to do or something or some sort of you know lock pick or whatever and so you're sort of doing some of your thing but you know it's relatively close by so you're like doing a thing and then turning around and like taking a picture and looking at a phone or something looking at camera or whatever looking at your phone i just love the idea of like you you know you reach around the reach around the corner take a picture bring the phone back and it's like Fucking right there <laughs> in your phone, like <laughs> filling the entire screen of your phone, and you're just like, oh fuck! <laughs> and like you can move, like you can get away from it if you then go quickly enough. But you have to like lead it off somewhere and come back to finish whatever you're doing. And yeah, you just know what tension. I want this to also be? I want this to be a family sort of curse, maybe. Okay, that um, so you get to play your grandfather or or your parents back in back in the 1970s. So and not you, an STD like in uh, <laughs> Follows. No, not an STD. I think it's a family curse. Okay, because um, I so want a level in where in which your parents are going around with a Polaroid camera. So oh, you know they take like the you're photo doing a flashback. and then, the, then they're waiting waiting for the camera the photo to develop oh, for like yeah. for like a minute. Oh, that's good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I, I love that idea of having it like either alternate back and forth, uh, and then you go even further back. <laughs> they have to they have to take a photo, go into minutes. a dark room, <laughs> <laughs> wait for it to appear in the chemicals. Yeah, maybe not. No, but I, I think I think the idea of the Polaroid um, definitely the Polaroid. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking maybe it's your it, your parents are the ones who actually. Like unleash this curse, so it's mm. a rather new curse. So it's not a centuries-old sort of curse. Yeah, you could even come up with some sort of interesting story of like the Polaroid being the first instant camera. You know, something around like capturing souls or whatever with the camera. You know, that whole thing of like all oh, the you, know, yeah. you take a photo of someone, take a piece of their soul. That the first, you know, being able to that quickly move, like capture the soul and view it, like somehow brought this thing into being or brought it out. Okay. Okay. Your grandfather is actually like um put it as, Joe as he was the he was <laughs> he <invented. laughs> pretty much. He he was he was the inventor of, of like the photographic method or whatever in the nineteen thirties or whatever. Of and of instant photos or of photos of, in general? Of just photos in general. And I think Well I mean that'd be further back than that, but well, yeah, I, I think, you know, maybe great-grandfather. Right. And the problem is the first photo that he ever took was of this <laughs> Had of this, this thing creature. in it. And that's what sort of- <laughs> Okay, I see. So, it's just photos in general as opposed to instant photos. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Though. I like that. And and maybe they didn't connect- Died in mysterious They didn't connect it until, 
until many, many years later when they got the instant photos and they, they actually realized that this, this entity is continually following them. Um, and I'm thinking this entity, entity is, as I said before, a reverse vampire, only appears in reflections, only, only appears in photographs. Um, but still has some sort of, some sort of, um, like interactivity with the world. Well, I think it's almost a, it's up until this point, it was benign living in this, like, you know, sort of overlapping dimension, right? Hmm. That until photographs came about, which by the way was nearly 200 years ago, um, or even, even cooler, you can, show, you can show basically all these people going through these these situations where they're like holding a hand mirror sort of thing. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, so I think. Well, although I, mm, I guess it depends on because it can't be going back as far as reflections. Maybe it is literally. No, no, only- no. It's just um, as you said before about the uh, the capturing of the soul. Right. Like yeah. Okay. Effectively, that first that first photo captured this entity's soul, and then. Um, so the only way to actually finish this game, and that's right, I've actually got an end to it, is you find <laughs> the original photo, you tear it up, and right. and the creature is okay, released. That's cool though. Yeah, I like that as an endpoint. And yeah, it is sort of exploring historically all these people who have been hunted by this thing, basically. Um, or it's not even hunted. It's just like it's just trying to get its soul back. Yeah, it just but happens. It, to- the only way. <laughs> the Kills only way it communicates people. is through um, maim and murder. <laughs> <laughs> they call it uh, maim speak. Uh- <laughs> but of course, the final thing that happens just just as the um, the creatures are about to leave, some kid takes a photo. <laughs> oh yeah, and- there's no way in this fucking day and age <laughs> that these things gonna hold onto its soul for very long. Yeah. Um- and and I think that's just an awesome way to sort of click out. And it's like, um, just as it's sort of leaving, bang, you, you hear, you almost see like a, a photography flash. Yeah. And that's where and the it, game it ends. It flashes to, to white and then fades to black or something. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because you're watching it go, like in a reflection, not a camera, but like in a mirror or something, you're watching yep. it leave. And then, yeah, you see something, some, some flash go off. That's cool. I like that a lot. That's awesome. All right, shall we really move cool. over to <laughs> Click Pitch? Yes. Do you want to explain it since I explained Click Pitcher? Yes. Click Pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. On the count of three, two, one, click. We click refresh. We take these words. We throw them at each other. We make a game baby. We throw the baby out with the bathwater and start all over again when it doesn't work. The game bathwater. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. So, if you want to click. Technician. Vicinity. I thought you were going to say vasectomy. <laughs> it's a VR game where you play. <laughs> just got to no, um, cut the right cable, baby. The red one, not the yellow one, or it'll explode. Uh, vicinity technician. Is this something to do with, like, proximity sensors and setting them up or like cameras, like closed circuit cameras, maybe. Yeah. I think this is set in the cutthroat world mm-hmm. of, of basically the security cameras and that sort of stuff. So <laughs> right, like selling them or, um, or like not, installing not selling them? them, but, um, but installing them. Um, and literally it's a catch co-op in okay. which 
you're you're trying to install your cameras to get the most coverage. Um, oh, okay. And trying to basically win the contract. For, I for do the- like this idea of coverage because that brings in a lot of cool stuff around line of sight and like the level design. Where yeah, you're sort of you've got a limited number of cameras and you're trying to set them up in a way that basically covers the largest percentage of the play area. Yeah. And then, of course, you can totally fuck with it. Fi- well, that's fuck it. With and then you else can- and- oh, well, but that it adds that extra thing. It's got that two layer thing where you can mess with other ca- people's cameras, but you have to do it without being caught on them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because if, if you're caught doing something, then that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, then they've got footage of you and they can take you to court. Uh, I, c- I do like the idea of the line of sight, though, because you can just move that partition wall. Oh, look, it now covers them up. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Being able to move stuff and alter the environment in some way. The main thing is we have to limit their ability to do certain things. So, I feel like as you, when you start, you've got, um, you know, maybe three cameras. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I guess is a level just based on- like, is it the interior of a house, the exterior of a house, both? Um, so, to to make this more procedural, mm-hmm. I'm thinking this multi-billionaire or whatever it is that wants to get these, these cameras installed has basically got an underground- um, underground cave system behind his house in okay. that he's renovating and putting- wanting to basically put cameras in. So, you can sort of do procedural-based levels- um, yeah. So that you can come in and do and have basically a new level set out every single time that you you load up the game. But it's like a different. Um, <clears throat> it's a different section of this guy's underground a different, bunker. Yeah. Cave design, basically saying that this is the entry entryway. Um, I need you to cover cover as much as you can. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I wonder if you also to- add in because I like the idea. I feel like there are particular areas or items that you get bonus points for covering. Yeah, so uh, um, like you know something um, valuable, or yeah, you got a crown in a um in a display case that you if you're covering you know getting a massive amount of coverage on that, as well as you know covering a lot of area, you're going to get some extra points. So what happened? Can you just not put a camera down that overlaps the coverage of another camera? Uh, I think you can put uh, cameras down that overlap. Okay, but the the real. Um, Maybe get hard, let less points if it's if you both are covering. If, if, you're, like if you've the- got a really good good amount of coverage, obviously we've got rules as to you can't have cameras right next to each other. Yeah, but yeah, you can have opposing sort of coverage, proximity, um, and all that sort of stuff. But then it comes into the idea that okay, I've got this other sort of uh, statue that I can now move and cover up that. <laughs> You well, know, I half, think you can do things. Frame and- well, actually, I think you, you can have opposing coverage in that, like, you could have one camera covering another camera to make it really hard for the other player to mess with that. But, like, you have to use up a camera to do that. And, and I think you also have tools like an EMP or something that can temporarily shut down all cameras within a zone. Or, like, if you throw it right or whatever, that still gives them the ability to maybe be able to come in and, and screw so with at least with one yep. of those cameras. Yeah. So, uh, again, it's sort of just making- the best use of the resources, of your limited resources. Um, yeah, because maybe you want to, you know, you want to work really hard to be the camera where uh, I guess maybe a time limit or something. 
in the level and it's like whatever cameras are left at the end or is it um you get points maybe it's maybe it's like you get points based on the coverage like tick ticking over you know what i think could could add like a kind of cool wrinkle as well mm. each character that plays the game is given like an object that they have to try and sneak out or they have to steal it yeah oh I do like that idea. Maybe as a separate game mode, because yeah. I- or may- maybe you got maybe you got a, si- a single traitor. I'm I'm picturing mm. this almost like a um, you know how uh, we were talking about using that um mobile phone controller mode for um yes at uh at what's it called Glo- global game jam yeah we were talking about using it. Um, I have a feeling that would be a perfect idea to actually use that sort of controller system on this because then you can show up on that one controller. Um, here is, um, you're a traitor. You're, you've got to try and steal this and everyone else is just trying to, trying to cover everything. Yeah. I could see that, that, that working. A- I, I, I'd be, I'd be wary of complicating the, the main game mode too much. Mm-hmm. Um, because I guess I'm trying to figure out then if they're the traitor, are they still putting down cameras and stuff? And they're just also trying to like. Steal I think they're this putting thing? down dummy cam- cameras. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could add that could add an interesting wrinkle. Again, I think it'd have to be a different game mode because I'm thinking the pure game mode is very much around this coverage idea. Um, yep. And yeah, I'm, I'm liking the idea of basically as soon as you get a camera down, it's, it's getting you points based on that coverage. And like, yeah, you know, just, just regular floor and wall is, you know, one point per second or whatever. But then you get the bonus points for getting coverage on the valuable things. And so, yeah, it's, it's really up to the players to then, you know, that they're, they're, maybe they're running towards a particular thing to try to get the coverage on it. But if they both get a camera down, like they're not, they're getting half points or maybe they get no points. Maybe you get no points if that thing is covered by two cameras from different. Yeah. So I think, I think what you can actually have at the start of each round, um, basically we have the system sort of show the ideal pieces of the collection that, that you're sort of dealing with this time. And it sort yeah. of does like an overview of the cave system in this yeah. particular thing. So you can make a plan at the start. Okay. I'm going to beeline for this because I think everyone else is going to beeline for this. And I think this is a, even though it's only a secondary, if I can yes. get my camera on top of this, I can get the points. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think you've got like one main, like main one and then two or three secondary less Slightly less valuable, but still more valuable, valuable than just walls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I think you can do like some simple programming for it, basically saying that you want it to um, move in this sort of arc and sort yeah. of put a, put a start and end point that you want the arc to Yeah, go. I think you can, you can have it just pointing in one position, um, but that it leaves a little it bit more, more. Well, and it leaves it- well, no, I don't think it costs more, but it's just it leaves it more open to um, sabotage then, right? Like, you could say, okay, I'm just going to point it directly at this thing and it's going to be constantly racking up points, but it's going to be really easy then for someone to come up and sabotage that without being seen by it. Whereas if you yep. put it on an arc, it's like, okay, it's only going to be getting points on that thing like 75% of the time, but it's going to be moving and so it's going to be it's going to be a bit harder for people to sabotage. And it's it. also covering that hallway that yeah. someone can come down. Yeah, exactly, right? So it's sort of creating that that barrier. Um 
Yeah, the the main difficulty with this, because I'm picturing it as couch couch competitive, is it'd actually work better in some ways with hidden information. Uh, yep. Not just like on your phone, whether you're a trader or not, but like actually only being able to see what your cameras can see or not being able to see where the other person's cameras are, that sort of thing. Uh, but I think you could make it work on one screen still. And um, that's where the Wii U gamepad would be really, really good right about now. Well, <laughs> you've got this beautiful screen right in front of that, you. Right? Yeah, but if you had four of them and and- you know, the game actually supported it. Yeah. Well, you, know, switch, you could have all that, the secret in information then. Then it's just network switches or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or it's just in the middle of your in the middle of your phone controller, you literally see um, you've got your three camera views that you can basically look at. Okay. That's interesting. So the other person doesn't. The other people don't necessarily see the actual arcs and coverage themselves. All they see is. All they see. They see. They can see the camera, but they don't like. They really have to watch it, and they don't know exactly when they're in its in its field of vision. Yeah, but um, I think you can have like a little security outlet that you can sort of plug into. That um, can can give you maybe a, a small little override to to see what's happening in that one. Yeah, ride. that could be cool. I think it'd be hard to keep that because it wouldn't be real time. Obviously, um, you'd have to sort of send down quick little screen grabs. But that's a cool idea. And particularly if the camera catches someone, then like your phone beeps and you get the picture of them, and you're like, "Oh shit, someone's coming after that camera." Or that thing, like, run to that <laughs> part of the level. I mean, I guess, again, it's hard to know if you're doing this on a single screen. Maybe this just needs to be a multiplayer, like, maybe this can't be couch. Maybe yeah, this just needs maybe, to be maybe like a Project Winter sort of. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think still top down works. And you, then you can see your own, like, visions, uh, cones, vision cones for your, and coverage for your cameras. Um, yeah. But you can't see others. But then you can get, like, because that that gives you the ability then to you can like, get power ups and shit. Yeah, that gives that- you the ability to have power ups. So it's like okay, I'm gonna I can fire off a like a thing which lets me see the vision codes for other people's cameras for a certain amount of time, and that'll help me be able to sneak through and disable their camera or something. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that would solve a lot of problems. Actually, making it just uh, an only a multiplayer thing where everyone's on their own computer. Yeah. Or also, goddamn, I, I want to play this game. <laughs> that's a really that's really fucking cool. Like. Yeah, I think that's really- There's so much potential there for being able to- You know, you could make a real simple version where it's all about just place your camera coverage and you've got some ways to to sabotage, but you could really, like, pump that up with a lot of options and different settings and power-ups and- Yeah, that's really cool. Cool. Love it. Love it. Throw it away. Bye, bathwater. Three to one click. <laughs> Allowance. Cult. Ooh. Mm. Cult and allowance. So, it's either a horse or a gun. <laughs> or just a dude named Colt. <laughs> I thought you said cult as in C-U-L-T. Oh, no, no, no. C-O-L-T. Cult. Oh. See, I kind of like cult because I was thinking, you know, it, it's a cult, but in the, in this case, you've been given allowance to sort of almost do a rumspringer sort of Thing, but no. it's from like this Sorry. death cult. It's a cult. It's either a, it's either a young male horse or a fucking handgun. 
Or a guy called Colt. Or a douchebag called Colt who comes from money. But he's in a cult that <laughs> he's um, in a uh, cult. gives him he's, allowance. <laughs> he's in a cult. He's in a cult cult for guys named Colt. Uh, who ride cults <laughs> down cul-de-sacs. <laughs> Wearing coats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was a good run. Uh, um, yeah, okay. So, sorry, your allowance. Yes. All right, I'm trying to think if, if you're being- If you're getting- Being given an allowance to buy horses or guns. Uh, <laughs> or buy, if it's I mean, in Texas the at choice. the moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. If it's in Texas at the moment where <laughs> buying guns is, an, is uh, deemed essential travel. Oh, yeah. Essential services. For sure. Uh, <laughs> cult allowance. Do you play the horse? Is this the horse going on an adventure where they're having an allowance away from their cult-like family? <laughs> <laughs> what would a cult cult be like? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'm I'm just a lot of things are running through my head right now, and it's basically, um, it, it's a it's sort of like a cult of all these young male horses that like their their rumspringer is is going out and and totally. trying to find all the and it's like a satirical the take fillies. on yes exactly <laughs> it's a satirical take on like pickup artists. And how horrible they are, um, and like toxic masculinity, and but they're out going on a willy nilly, hilly, filly, manilly. I don't know, <laughs> willy nilly, filly hunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's all they're all horses. Are they like anthropomorphic, or is it like? You trot up to the filly and <laughs> mount. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Not if we're making them anything like anthropomorphic, because that's really wrong. Okay, no, so like, is it like is it like a? Do you have to pick them up? Do you have to have a conversation with them? <laughs> you have is to have a conversation with horse pun. With no, <laughs> these are all horse puns. Well, horse pun pickup lines. <laughs> Why the long face? It's <laughs> 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 only when you get the start. <laughs> Until you succeed with that one, you don't get any more. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, technically, if we are taking the whole pickup artist thing, you're negging them, possibly. <laughs> Although, no, actually, maybe you're in horse. For horses, a long face might be sexy, so the longer the face, the better. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be as funny as what it actually was for me. <laughs> that was funny. No, that was good. That was funny. Um, I don't think I can top it. Three to one click. <laughs> Northeasterly. Nominating. I mean, what came to my head first off was like a big brother sort of situation in which you're having to nominate someone. Right. Or like a, yeah, like a survivor type, like a, some sort of reality TV sort of thing. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, northeasterly makes me think of wind. It doesn't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be wind based. It can just be direction based. But for some reason, I feel like, oh, there's a northeasterly coming in or whatever. Um, but, uh, I'm not sure how that relates to nominated. I do, I do kind of like the idea of you're on this island, um, basically as part of like a, a survivor esque, um, yeah, like game show, basically reality game TV. show sort of thing, where it all starts out relatively, you know, safe and normal and all this sort of stuff. Everyone's sort of nominating and and doing all that sort of stuff. It's sort of like a an adventure gamey sort of thing where yep. you're you're sort of learning about some of the relationships that are going on and all this sort of stuff. Yep. And then one night, sort of like there's a there's a bit of a a storm coming, you know, a, a bit of a nor'easter. Yep, nor'easterly. Yep. You you get to the uh, the position the next day where you expect you know the producer to to turn up and tell you what what the game's about and all that <laughs> right. sort of stuff, and they, and they never turn show. up. Okay. So then you know you you can start sort of going through and seeing whether um, whether this ha- this is actually still part of the game show or whether this is some oh. something. Yeah. Else that's actually happened. I, I like the idea that, yeah, you go through at least two or three rounds of, like, nom- nominating someone, kicking them off the island. You know, you start with maybe, like, ten people. Yep. And, yeah, you end up with, like, six or seven left. Uh, obviously, you don't want to drag that beginning part out too much, but it gives you a sense of, of how you can wander around the island and different activities and stuff. And then, yeah, this, this big storm happens. You wake up and- but I, I just I like the idea that you run into situations where you're still having to nominate one person who's not going to survive the situation. <laughs> yeah. And so as you as you go through and start to realize, oh no, like shit's hit the fan, like we're on our own. Your your numbers are still like diminishing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, kind of like a and then they were and then there were none sort of situation mm. of, um, you know, it's a it's a. Murder mystery without the murder as such. Like, it's effectively people being voted off the island um, until yep. until you get to a certain point. And then you start wondering, you know, where are these cameras? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I haven't actually seen the cameras since we've been here sort of thing. Well, yeah, I like the idea that even, even before the storm, things sort of- uh, like the first day, the producer's very involved, but then they show up less, and like there's are, there are some hints that that like oh we're just we're just gonna you know leave you to your own devices, and but we're you know we're filming the whole thing, we're gonna edit it all together, um, so that it is ambiguous. Yeah, you 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 see the cameraman, and he's sort of pointing the camera just to often. Um, off in some random direction, mm. and then when you when you sort of lock eyes with him, then he sort of moves it back over to you, right. um, yeah. as if like he he's like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be filming, and he just moves it back. <laughs> like the idea that you know there's clues that there's something really not right mm. about this whole thing. Mm. Um, well, that could be I mean, really past cool. the storm, do you still see the camera people? Um, I think you find one of them. And they've been like impaled on something, and right. you have a look at the camera, and there's, it's basically just a plastic shell. There's nothing actually inside. Also, they were never, they were never filming you. Yeah, basically, this is something else entirely. And I'm sort of almost on like a cabin in the woods sort of 
yeah. idea that these are, these are sacrifices that oh, um, okay. that are being sacrificed to the island well, god. I definitely like the I definitely like the idea of through the whole game. It's really ambiguous as to whether this is all part of the game or not. Yep. Uh, and and that you really don't that's, find that that's out like, until you get to the end. Yeah. Um. Sort of midway through the third act, even you know you've sort of got. That's where you find out that yeah, all the all the cameras were just plastic shells. Like, well, I think yes, the cameras. Been- well, I mean, you can find that out reasonably early, but then I, I feel like that it hints that oh, but that was all part of the game, and that they are still filming you. It's just from hidden cameras. And they were just like a decoy. They were decoy cameras. So, like, you're still not sure whether- Ooh, Do you actually find, like, a security, um, like, the security sort footage of tent or something? And that, that has, like, a whole heap of, whole heap of cameras across the island. Oh, I do like the but idea that you- there's some that are blacked out. Yeah, I do like- Yes, I like that idea. Or you fuzzy. find- Eventually, you find, like, the production tent- and based on, like, the views of the island that you can see, you can tell where those cameras are. And there may even be, like, a puzzle where you have to go and find a particular camera based on the view you can see. Oh, yeah. I, I like the idea that you you see someone who's already supposedly left the island, you know, got nominated out, burying, burying something underneath a tree that you can see in the camera footage. Yeah. And so that- you're now going to go find that, yeah. Find that, and um, then you get there, tree. and that thing was nothing's what it seems. They're going to kill me or something. <laughs> like it's, yep. it, it even further makes it more, you know, makes you more unsure. Just basically, this just complete psychological mindfuck the whole time. Yeah, I'm sort of thinking almost along a Tropic Thunder sort of um, view that. If you remember that, yeah. where, you know, the production crew sort of died early on, but they still thought they were being filmed from hidden yes. cameras and all this sort of but stuff. But I think like- in this case, we definitely, like, give clues that, oh, maybe you are. Or maybe shit did hit the fan, like, and and all the production crew's dead. Like, nobody's quite sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind like of like the production sense. Um, the, the, the production tent is, like, um, covered in blood and all this sort of stuff, but- then you know this other this other tent is like pristine and has mm. had nothing wrong with it. So it's sort of like, is this just a mind fuck? Is this or like you find you find on, one? Or? Yeah, you like you find one bloody you know mess where it looks like people have all been killed, but somehow you figure out that it's fake blood and just like corn syrup. Yeah, but then later on, yeah, you get to the production tent, it's covered in blood. You're like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever. But then yeah. you you know you somehow figure out it's real blood. It's like, oh, okay, so is it or not? Yeah. Um, I think one of the typical things that they have in these sort of things is like a diary room. Um, yeah, like the confessional. I like the, yeah, I like the idea of the diary room actually has like a hidden trapdoor that becomes like a, a pretty big thing where you're going down into these old like mining tunnels and that sort of stuff. <laughs> right. So what? Okay. So are we going to decide right now? Is this all part of some overall plan? Do you think is it this sacrifice thing or? Or did shit actually hit the fan and it was just a reality TV show and then, like, or, like, did they discover something else that was unrelated to the reality TV show? Or was it literally just a storm came through and killed a bunch of people and you got stranded there? Like, which direction do we go? 
I do like the idea of a um like a supernatural sort of thing going on, you know, some sort of sacrifice-y thing. I guess it's whether do we do like, and not quite as wholesome as this, but like do we do a gone home where you build up this whole idea that it is this supernatural thing and then just like, oh, no, that was just like in your head um, and you were reading too much into things based on sort of the mood and and the, the tension uh, and you find, you know, and it's just, no, it was just- Things got fucked. We couldn't get a helicopter through to save you, and now we're finally here, and you're saved. <laughs> um, yeah. There was nothing, you know. There was nothing going on, but just leading the player on that whole time. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Look, it's a, it's a hard line, isn't it? it? Is maybe hard. maybe we leave it here. I and- think we do because we leave it at that potential. It could go either way. You could really have some really good endings in both directions, and we say, "Can you figure it out?" <laughs> this is our Inception style. Did the top fall over? <laughs> this is, this is our fuck you for the listeners at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Three we couldn't click. figure it out. You do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. This could go in a few different directions, particularly based on the um, was it last week or the week before? Anyway, sleeper worst worst sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, I was going to try to steer it away from any sort of sleeper agent thing because we did a couple of games. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> but or, but also, I love the idea of, like, the worst sleeper agent who's just fucking bumbling like he's- uh, <laughs> like He he's keeps a, on dropping into his- Into his, gadget like- Style. Into like- his Russian- um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Into the <laughs> Russian accent. Russian. <laughs> <laughs> like the the amnesia or whatever, like didn't quite take the hypnosis or whatever they do to sort of bury below he the keeps surface. On calling people comrade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in the military. He's managed to get up to like fucking lieutenant or something, um, uh, and, and then it starts slipping. Or, or it's a game about the worst insomnia. Basically, if you if. You're the worst sleeper, then you've got a lot of insomnia. That's true. That's true. Oh, okay. Going, keeping down the sort of psychological thing. I love, I kind of love the idea of a game where each scene starts with you waking up in at an ungodly hour of the night. Yep. Like the whole game is set between the hours of like 3 a.m. and 5.30 a.m. Yep. Uh, across multiple nights. And just sort of exploring Ooh. the interesting psychological things that come from insomnia. Um, okay, so it's a VR game. <laughs> yeah. Because I love darkness in VR. I love the idea of the stre- the screen comes up and you, like, look to your left and you can see the, you know, the LED or the LCD display of your of your alarm clock and it's, you know, 3.57 and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Um, so, I'm picturing that you're- the only occupant of this small house yes. in suburbia. Yeah. Um, and I think there's some sensor lights outside. Ooh, yep, yep. And so the idea that you, you get woken up and you look outside and, like, the sensor light is on and then goes off. And then a couple of seconds later it comes back on sort of thing. Like, yep. there's something moving out there, setting off the sensor light. And that's sort of what's almost waking you up. Um, well, I yes, I, I think doing some cool stuff with the sensor light 
definitely. Um, like we often do, though, I want to start it off relatively mundane, hmm. where, yeah, you wake up and- You go to the fridge. Well, and it, maybe it. it's that you literally just have to kill time until the sun comes up or something, or until, like, your fucking tiredness level, or, I don't know, or, like, you can decide- Maybe you can decide to try to go back to sleep at different times and you'll either pass or fail based on various actions you've taken. You know, if you've if you've woken up because you've had a weird dream, like you need to do something to take your mind off it before, you know, going back to sleep will succeed. But the day automatically ends at like sunrise once the sun comes up enough. Uh, you know, once you start hearing birds chirping outside, it's like, oh, fuck, I yeah. guess I'm just up now. <laughs> So, this comes from someone who has suffered a lot from insomnia over the years. Not so much <laughs> since I had the twins and sleep became far more valuable, but uh, <laughs> there were many, many nights where I woke up at, like, 2 a.m. and just thought, fuck it, like, I cannot sleep and just, like, worked from, like, until, like, 6.30 in the morning and then went to bed and slept till noon um, because that's just what my body was making me do. So, that it's a very- interesting, visceral, nostalgic feeling of being up from the middle hours of the night until sunrise and capturing that in VR would be really cool. Yeah. But yes, I think then after after doing this a few times, you start bringing in things like, oh, that sensor light came on. And then the player has to make the choice, like, do I open the door and fucking go out and see what that is? Uh, or do I ignore it? Like, and that's, again, that's something that, when you're in, up in the middle of the night, like, what do you do? Do you assume it's nothing? One of the things that creeps me out in the middle of the night is where you hear the house settling just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, God. You could do some awesome sound design. And and it sort of sounds a little bit like someone walking night. down the hallway. Mm-hmm. But not quite. <laughs> just enough to to sort of sound- I'm not a sound like, designer, yeah. but I feel like it's this would be such a fun project because sounds at that time of night, I feel like- I don't know whether this is actually the case or whether it's a psychological thing, but they feel like they have a different feel to them, right? Oh, yeah. Like, even turning on some music or something is weird to do at 4.30 in the morning. Um, yeah. It feels- I, ha- I had the situation louder. the other night where um, I finished playing games with, with my friend the other day. Yep. Uh, about 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Thought, okay, time to go to bed. <laughs> and went laid down and just couldn't get to sleep. Yep. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm kind of a bit stuffed. I've got work in the morning. And, <laughs> yep. Well, and I- so, this is Sunday night and I'm going, oh, shit. So, I started reading and then I heard some noises. <sighs> and because I had my headphones in and I was just- um, Oh, that's hard too. Like, listen- listening, to- listening to just some um, some music on low- but I heard like some scratching sounds and all this sort of stuff. And I took mm-hmm. the took the headphones out and then realized that no, no, it wasn't scratching. It was actually um, it was like a a, a leaky faucet or something like yeah. that. And it just happened to happen to like mix with some of the sounds in the music, just enough to make it sound oh, yeah. different to what it actually was. Well, there are a couple of things there that are, that would be really interesting to see if you could capture in a game like this, particularly in VR. One, that decision, do I get up or do I keep trying to stay asleep? Mm-hmm. And again, I feel like if we can make 
if we can add some systems into this where given different attributes about your body, and I don't know how you fucking quantify level of adrenaline and, you know, what's going on in your head and different things, but if you could do that where there's a chance that you'll go back to sleep and, but you know, but also you might want to cut your losses and just fucking get up. Anyway, there's that. But the other thing that you said there where you're listening to headphones, that's really interesting because there is this sense of- then you're completely cutting yourself off from all the sounds of the house and different things. But in a yeah. in a situation where you're like you're slightly afraid that someone's out there or something might be happening or whatever, do you put both your headphones in? Maybe you literally give the player the choice to put a single headphone in so they can keep an <laughs> ear open for things. But you know, but again, from the system's point of view, that doesn't give them as much calm or whatever as if they put music on with both headphones or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, this would be such a tricky game to make, but I feel like you could really do some some really evocative stuff uh, around around being awake at that time of night. Um, I, I really like the idea of of playing around with um, when I was when I was younger. My eyes started like almost seeing something in the um, like in the darkness. In the darkness, yeah. And what was actually happening in, in, in my brain, I think this is what sort of turned me off wanting to visualize. And oh, okay. I started thinking about it the other day. Um, basically, I'd be laying down in bed and I'd see what felt like um, little strands mm-hmm. sort of coalescing in like a massive web around my door. And yep. it just it it just had this- Sinister feeling that I I couldn't close my Uh, eyes. I had to keep looking at it. You know what's really fucking interesting? What? That very well could have been the veins in your eyes. Yeah, probably. Because have you ever gone to an optometrist where they, like, take the picture of the inside of your eye, of your retina? Yeah. And you you get that flash of the veins in your eyes? Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's really interesting. (laughs) It's sort of that that weird- Yeah. Sort of thing, and it's it probably is exactly that, but it's also, um, you know, we've talked about how I don't I don't visualize that much. I'm starting to visualize a little bit more, um, like I'm I'm still not able to like bring something up. Yeah. But if I start thinking about a game, yeah, I can now start like oh, interesting, somewhat visualizing, but not actually seeing it. So Bitstorm like- has helped your brain. <laughs> Talking about it has probably more helped my help my brain. <laughs> But yeah, I just had just all of a sudden remembered um, about two, three weeks ago that that's probably what actually stopped me from from wow. sort of visualizing. Interesting that it's a that it's not a, an ingrained thing for you at least that it's something you almost, if not consciously, decided, but like decided to do or yeah. to not do. Huh. Um, but now, now I think about it, having those those little sort of. Things moving in the darkness that you can't mm. quite see, but you thought that you saw. Um, yeah, well, definitely playing with light. And I, I, again, I wonder in VR how easy this would be. It might be too obvious. It might be too hard to do it in a subtle enough way. But that if you turn all the lights off, you start getting those little like colored blobs and different things that you start that you do see in the in the dark. Um, yeah, I wonder if you could do that in VR or not. That'd be interesting to play with. Yeah, I know. I know that. Um, 
Unreal Engine had a had a really good system to to sort of bring the lightness level up as you as your eyes got adjusted. Well, to that's the, it too. Yeah, yeah. If you could do that kind of to the HDR ish sort of changing of of exposure levels. Yeah, effectively. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. As as your pupils get bigger, and you actually see yeah. maybe there's maybe in the um in the what's it called, you actually see the pupils. Actually, you know, oh god, to- that'd be so cool. Like that start you to get dilate up, just a little bit. Yeah, or the, or just even the the like waking up and you go over and you hit the light switch and just for that moment you just get that like boom that like blaring white light as and then it sort of slowly fades so you can actually start seeing and you get used to it. Like again, it's just that's that third such- time that you do it and that figure that it appears in the brightness. Oh god, and then it's gone, <laughs> and then it's gone when your eyes adjust. Holy yep. shit, that is cool. <laughs> Yep, it's a reverse vampire. Three, right, two, one, three, two, one, click. <laughs> that was cool, though. All right, toddler pro, <laughs> pro toddler. <laughs> All right. What is this toddler a professional at? Shitting its pants. Toddling. <laughs> pro toddling. <laughs> is this not even actually? Ki- is this like, like you know how? And this isn't to put down people who p- who partake of this sport, but like there's power walking and like professional walkers. Is there like professional toddlers? But it's adults doing it. It's just there's a it's a particular way of like walking or moving your body. Um, and you and then you're racing people while doing that. <laughs> like how in in you know pro walking you have to have both feet on the ground at the same time. Mm-hmm. This is like you need to have both feet and hands on the ground. I don't know. Like, well, that's not toddling, then that's crawling, but I don't know what it would be. <laughs> a pro toddler is like really good at um, being a picky eater, um, misbehaving, <laughs> 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 laughing at stupid things. It just sounds like us. <laughs> ah, that's true, actually. A wee pro toddlers. This is a game <sighs> where you start a game design podcast. <laughs> All right, last one I think before our final click yep. picture. Three, two, one, click. Dusk. <coughs> Knock. Ooh, this is almost similar to that fucking insomnia game, except it's around the end of the evening instead of night. Like I'm just picturing someone yep. knocking at dusk. You know, there's something ominous about that. Yeah, but- there's something about like. <coughs> Just as just as you know, you're sort of finishing dinner up, and someone knocks at the door. Yeah, it's such an unexpected time for someone to show up if you're not expecting them. Exactly. I, I like suburbia again. I think yep. suburbia is almost like the perfect the perfect timing. And the first knock is just someone like going around. Yeah, yeah. You know, talking about um. What, who's your energy provider? And you're like, yeah. oh, fuck off. And you just Stay close the door. In the middle of dinner. Yep. This time, like- They're getting more someone, obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think it starts off, you know, kind of like that. Kind of like someone's just knocking at the door and then you go to sit back down. Yeah. And then the and door, someone knocks again. Then there's a, then there's a knock at, at the front door again. And there's someone else, it's one of your neighbours asking, oh, did- did that guy come to you as well? <laughs> yeah, he's he's been sort of- He hasn't gone to any other house in the area. He's just come to yours. Like, and he's out there sitting in his car right now. Right. And, All right. You know, so, so you're just, just ramping giving, giving up like a little bit the of- The unease. Yeah. Okay. Is this VR again? 
I think it's got to be because there's nothing there's nothing better than than like a spooky sort of. It's true. The thing about VR is that it because of the immersion level for any sort of like building up of tension or horror, like you kind of get you kind of can't get past it. So the first time you open up the door, you've got the screen door there, and you can see through the screen door. You can mm-hmm. see the person standing there, and the you can see that the door is locked and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. The next time you open it, it's it's still all locked. So you've you've got that sort of safety yeah. safety net there. Yeah. One of the times later on that you open it, that screen door is now open, or is I like the, torn yeah. or something. Or like I like that. the third time you open the door. The third knock, you go and open the door, and nobody's there, but that screen door is open. Yeah, sort of saying this isn't your safety net. Yeah, <laughs> and previously, you'd, like you would have have had to have made some reference to, or like had a you know lock your screen door prompt or something like so that they know the player knows that screen door was locked from the inside. So I I like then that no one's at that front door, mm-hmm. but then you hear the knocking from the back door. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Is there anyone else in and- the house with you this time? I feel like this one maybe would be better if you were there like with a family of some sort. Yeah, I th- I think this is your family. You've got your um like your spouse and spouse and two kids. Yeah, sort of thing. Sure. Um, maybe like randomly a- generated kids. Randomly you know, generated kids. Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> this time you got the ginger. Ah, <laughs> oh, god damn it! Are you kidding me? Useless. Refresh. Reroll. Reroll my kids. <laughs> oh yes, natural yeah, twenty. I, I, I kind of like, I kind of like the idea that um, you get an achievement for this time you got a ginger. <laughs> you get an achievement for oops all gingers when everyone in your family. <laughs> That's really <laughs> I, I kind of like the idea of having these randomized achievements that that you know only go off when when you happen to get like this specific combination of, of people. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Based on the different features and stuff. <laughs> um, just then being able to you know have to go between the front door, the back door, making sure that. You know, the screen door's sort of locked. Mm-hmm. Um, Does this all take place over, like, one evening? Yeah, one evening. Yeah. And, you know, you you don't quite know. Are you being pranked? Are you- um, You hear sound up in the, up in the roof. Yeah. You know, is, has someone snuck into the attic sort of thing? This is um, almost a sequel or a precursor to the Insomnia one. <laughs> yeah. But again, that very tense VR game. But, yeah, I like this as a different setting where it's less about the isolation of Insomnia and more about- Oh no! Like that, someone's knocking. What is going on here? And then also, like going back, like trying to go back to normalcy with your family in between each one. Uh, yeah, having to, to calm me. down, yeah. calm down your kids because your wife's having a, having trouble. You know, sort of keeping them calm and keeping them, you know, quiet or or anything like that. So you, you know. I like the idea of being able to look next door and maybe see some some things going on there as well. Like your next door neighbour that came across is yep. now, you know, he's maybe been attacked and uh, because he came over and sort of got in the way of what they were trying to do. Well, I think you don't make it that obvious though. No, you like he's made the light go um, like you see the light go off or something, or you you know, and, and then your your partner comments, you know, oh, like that's early for Mister. R- Rahipnol (laughs) (laughs) to go to sleep. (laughs) Mr. Rahipnol usually has a nightcap. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that's that's just, a, just sneaky sne- has a sneaky drink before going to bed. <laughs> oh jeez! Right before going to bed, like <laughs> immediately, it's weird. <laughs> has a drink, falls right to sleep. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes on his porch. <laughs> I think that's just like a red herring, though. Is you know you start suspecting Mister Rehypnol and next door neighbor. It's like no, it's just his name. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. His parent, his parents, or his dad actually, you know, developed Rohypnol as a sleeping agent. <laughs> yeah, because he had insomnia. Rohypnol came from someone's surname, but yeah, okay. In this world, <laughs> no, his his dad realized what a, what a cool invention he had and changed the family name to to Rohypnol. Right. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was trying to see where the lame rope belt came from, but I can't find it. Uh, I couldn't find it fast enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like that. And, and that different sort of tension where you've got your family there and, yeah, you're trying to either calm them down or they're working you out like you come out and the kids are, start- yeah, the kids are starting to freak out or your spouse is starting to freak out or, or whatever else. And, again, you could, particularly if you make this, well, I don't know how systems-based you could make it and, like, replayable. I guess it could be replayable. I guess it depends. What are your outcomes? Is this almost a roguelike of it's like survive through the night um, and that happens different ways each time? Or is this a story-based thing where- Well, I, I think you can have maybe some branching sort of things depending on where you take the kids sort mm. of thing. Like if you if you hunker up in the bedroom, well, there's a brick that comes through the bedroom window sort of thing. And, you know, it really freaks you out. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. you could have some branching paths that could make it replayable. Yeah. And just, I, I think there's got to be a way that you can actually lose the game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably pretty, like, violent. You really, sh- you really shouldn't have answered the door that 15th time. <laughs> <laughs> I totally, you learn the four, I totally pictured that as, like, one of those end screens from the early Space Quest games. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't have answered that. Like, it's got a little animation there of you getting shot in the face. Reload, restart, cancel, or quit, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do our final click picture. We've run over a click picture. We've run over a bit, but we've got to fit it in. I don't. Three, two, one, enter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have a woman with a gun. In a suit, looking very pleased about the fact that she's about to shoot the goldfish at point blank range that she's holding in her other hand. <laughs> it's like, okay, I've got you now this time, you little fucker. <laughs> well, it's not even that, because there's not even any malice in her face. She's having fun. Like, she's really enjoying this in, in like a jolly way. <laughs> That fish is 100% photoshopped on. What was that? She's an assassin and she's killing the house pets. Uh, well, also, and I'm not like 100% on, on, how, on guns, but I'm pretty sure that gun is out of bullets. Like, the slide is back over the barrel, right? Doesn't that happen when you're empty? I don't know. I don't know at all. I don't know enough about guns. Is this a shooting fish in a barrel game? <laughs> um, I I think it's as as we kind of as I kind of um, hinted at. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a hitman game 
but you're killing house pets. You're you're killing their pro- their prized possession sort of thing. Um, okay. You know, in different in different sort of situations, you're trying to you're trying to um, get them to pay their money to um, to the guy that you know has put out the contract. Well, I mean, I do kind of like the idea of literally just pet hitman, like pet assassin. And the early game, the early missions are just like fucking goldfish and stuff. Although they're surprisingly slippery, um, but you've got like <laughs> multiple ways in each level that you can kill this fucking goldfish. Like you can knock the fishbowl off a thing, but you have to, you know, you obviously have to make sure to do it without being seen by the family. Uh, and then later levels, you get like cats and dogs and horses. And <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not for animal cruelty and killing innocent animals, but. I mean, is it that much worse than killing innocent humans? I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with yes, it is. Three, two, one, <laughs> enter again. <laughs> all right. All right, I will get right. that in there, but all right, all I, right. I want something better to finish. Okay, up. okay, okay. Here we go. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What <laughs> is going on? <laughs> I don't know how we're going to make a game out of this, but this is a photo. I may have just pissed my wife off because I just laughed so fucking oh, I thought loud. you said you pissed yourself. That might have happened no. to me. Okay. <laughs> to describe this, because I'm sure the audience is wondering what the fuck we're laughing at. We have an alley. To bury the lead, we have an alley with a dumpster in it. Overflowing with trash. Overflowing dumpster. Yep. We have an astronaut, or at least someone <laughs> in an astronaut costume. Holding something, can't quite. Oh, hold right, holding a fucking Arabian style lamp, which yep. they have apparently rubbed, because out has come a genie in very stereotypical, like big. I dream of genie. Big, yeah, I dream of genie style. Big puffy pants, the hat, the like crop top sort of thing. Oh, and also they're a fucking horse. <laughs> <laughs> the pointy toed, like four pointy toed. Uh, shoes. <laughs> Who took this photo and what? Like, has anyone ever bought this stock photo to use in an article or, like, on their website? <laughs> this is one of the best photos I've ever seen. <laughs> gonna, I want to zoom in on the shiny fucking visor of this astronaut so I can see the photographer and figure out what is wrong with them. All okay, right. I'm opening up original. I'm going to zoom in. That's what I'm doing. That's, I'm literally just doing that. I'm having to see. The horse it. is literally there because I can see them in the reflection. <laughs> oh yeah, no, this isn't photoshopped. I can, you can, I, I know well enough that I can, I can see that. Oh god, this is one of the best photos I've ever seen. Okay, so the game. Um, <laughs> is it I, just I'm, horse I'm sort of genie? Picturing- like, are you the horse? Do you play the horse genie? No, I th- I think this is the game where you play the astronaut. This is literally an alternate universe where I dream of Genie happened to be a horse. Oh wait, because he was was he an astronaut or a pilot? he was an astronaut? Oh, all right. This this makes that makes this a little bit clearer. Doesn't yep. really explain why Genie is a horse. That in, in this case, genies were always horses. They're anthropomorphic horses. Um, well, this is basically the genie version of Mister. Yeah, I was about to say this is the cross between two sitcoms 
I do my genie and Mr. Ed. Um, all right. But has this astronaut, because the astronaut's in the full space suit, has this astronaut just found this land okay. in space and wished themselves back found to Earth? Found themselves in space and wished themselves back to Earth. They were they were floating in space. They crashed on an astronaut uh, on an asteroid, they and then when they when they exited astronaut. when they exited out onto the asteroid, Did- they found the lamp there, actually out there on the asteroid. They picked it up, they rubbed it, right, and out popped the horse genie, who probably wished themselves back to Australia. <laughs> wished themselves back to um, back alleys of Melbourne. Yeah, looks like it. Uh, okay, so this is obviously sort of a narrative based. Situation is, does this kick off then, like, He's a got wacky- two more wishes. Yeah, okay, like a wacky- Because unlike I Dream of Genie, where he got unlimited wishes, which is just- yeah, basically. Shitty. Um, Horse Genie only, only, you know, basically says to him, you've got two wishes left. Well, no, he doesn't say good. that. He says, you've got wishes left. <laughs> <laughs> Does the horse talk or does it just keep tapping the number of wishes left with one foot? Um, <laughs> talks, but it can only count can't by- count, except for- <laughs> Two knocks. Yeah. Um, ooh, ooh, okay. I kind of like the idea that you can't actually take this, um, this like, spacesuit off because you've got no other clothes. <laughs> That's the issue. Okay. Can um, you take no the helmet off at least? Or- um, yeah, I think maybe you can take the helmet off. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I kind of like the idea that, that the horse didn't tell you that it was bringing you to 2020 Melbourne and, like, you're supposed to actually be in isolation. And so, therefore, <laughs> the spacesuit is one of the best ways of being in isolation. So, nobody even questions it because they're just like, oh, yeah, COVID. Yeah. Good good call on the spacesuit. Um, <laughs> I kind of like the idea of – and this is this is tricky – because we said three wishes, but I was saying I kind of like the idea of literally the only decisions you make in this game are what wish to make. And you pers- you pr- progress through the game by either making a wish or making no wish. And okay. it branches that way. <laughs> <laughs> and And it's possible, though it may be possible that you can, that some wishes might lead to getting more wishes somehow. So that we can keep this game long going longer than just three wishes. Um, okay, so do do we actually go with the rules of of like um, until until you are fulfilled, um, until you know all you, all your wildest dreams are fulfilled, sort of thing, or or your ultimate wish is fulfilled? Well, um, you have wishes until until that moment. Maybe, but I, I do kind of like I do kind of like that that tension of you know literally just an, a narrative branching game. Like di- where the only interaction you have are dialogue choices, whether it's a wish or not, and you've literally got like a very small number of wishes, um, because because deciding to make the wish is really important. Then, right? Yep. And you don't know how it's going to affect the rest of the game. Uh, of course, what I find funny is is the fact that when you asked to go back to Earth, you didn't say when to the horse. And so, oh, so you- you're actually from 1969. Right. Okay. Um, and you play Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> either Buzz Aldrin or um, who was the one in the- The one um- who didn't get to get off? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, I think he got off, but, cool. you yeah. know. <laughs> sure- I mean, what else was he going to do? He's all alone in the face. <laughs> I'm sure he got off. He's <laughs> a moon, moon 
fetish. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, that's fine. Yeah, you're that guy. Um, you've left Buzz and Neil stranded because you teleported out of the fucking lunar module back to Earth with the horse. <laughs> well, I think I think um, what actually happened is there was a there was a slight accident on on the moon surface, and you had to actually take off again and um, do a loop around the moon. Right. We have too of, much like- fuel. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you when you actually either crash on the on the opposite side of the moon or right. yeah. um, you know you you basically find the horse. Of course. Uh, thing. Um, the lunar module is completely dead and uh, you're running out of oxygen quick. So, you basically, you you wish yourself back to Earth. Right. And that's where sort of you end up in this. That's in where this the game starts off. And I think yep. you've got three wishes from then. The horse has four legs. So, it, for some reason, that's the how it decides to give you uh, four wishes and you've used one. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then, yeah, the- you just go through a series of, of interesting dialogues with different people where it will give you a choice to either make a wish or not. Um, well, maybe it's okay. Maybe it's not quite that rigid, but I think in literally every dialogue option, list of options, you've got the choice to make a wish. Sometimes you can just I, respond. In I kind of like the idea that if you make a wish that doesn't specifically affect you- It doesn't count. It doesn't actually- um, count against your wishes. Oh, maybe it's about maybe it's about manipulating other people into saying "I wish," and then that doesn't count towards yours. <laughs> it's only if you say "I wish," but the genie, if he, if they hear it, still has to honor it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. All right, I think I think that there's something interesting there. We're gonna we're gonna end it there. That is still one of the funniest photos oh I've God. ever seen. If you want to find us online, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. Leave us a review, especially for this episode. Uh, if you, if we get five reviews on this episode, we'll release the image. <laughs> we'll tweet the image out. No, we'll probably do that anyway. Uh, but no, go there. Leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. We love, we love hearing feedback from our listeners. Uh, we are also part of the 8-Bit Collective, and that is a group of like-minded podcasters around pop culture, video games, Television, which comes under the umbrella of pop culture, all sorts of things. Uh, so go to 8bit.net, check out all the other great shows there. If you like video games and podcasts, then those two come together in the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Just check out the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook and search for AGP Network on Twitter. Finally, we'd like to thank Kuridos for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. That's right. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And a horse is a genie, of course, of course. If any of there, if ever there was a genie who was a horse. <laughs>